0: This is WLRN News. I'm Sammy Mack. Four years ago, Aaron Willis was riding his bike in Wynwood.
1: I heard gunshots.
0: He was 15 years old when he got shot.
1: So when I tried to get up, I couldn't feel nothing like below my waist. So I thought everything got cut off or something. I thought I was over here and my my legs was over there.
0: The bullet that shattered part of his spine left him paralyzed in a wheelchair. If you've heard of Aaron, it's probably because last spring he walked across the stage at his high school graduation wearing robotic legs. Pretty much every major media outlet down here, including WLRN, covered it.
2: We feature a determined teenager who overcame incredible It audience.
0: was emotional as it was improbable. 18-year-old Aaron Willis walked across a stage. A man who could a- have been a quitter after a twist of inner-city violent fate. He's
1: a young man on the move.
0: But if you talk to Aaron and his family, this is not where his story ends, or where it begins. Uh, Yeah,
1: I'm the son, Aaron Willis. I'm the mom. My name is Catherine Beaton.
2: And I'm Sammy Willis. I'm the father of Aaron and the man of the house.
0: In December, they invited me to their ground floor apartment in Overtown. Aaron sat in his wheelchair in his parents' bedroom. His mom mostly stood in the doorway behind him. His dad, who also uses a wheelchair and has his own health problems, laid on top of a bed, a breathing machine beeping next to him. They wanted to begin where Aaron's story almost ended again, the day before this past Thanksgiving.
2: He woke up and said, Daddy, I didn't mean to wake up this today. I said, why? He said, I took a bunch of pills and I wanted to die.
1: I just got tired of living. I'm like,
2: I don't really want to do this anymore. I'm tired of seeing everybody else getting around and doing the things. I look in the room and I see all of my trophies, everything that I wanted. It's now in the wheelchair. Oh, I mean, I always
1: look at the positives, but I guess the negatives are starting to win.
2: I told him, boy, I don't hate you because I understand you. I said, come here, let the bed with me. And I said, everyone, you really want to die? He said, yeah, daddy. I said, well, let me tell you something. If you really want to commit suicide, you're going to do it. But if you're going to do it, you're going to do it right here laying in my home.
1: started having pain almost everywhere, even like in my legs. I'm like, that's kind of weird. I can't really feel my legs, so why am I getting pain? So.
2: I right, said, so you ready for me to call somebody now for you? No, Daddy, I just want to die. He started throwing up. And finally, you said, "Yeah, Dad, he get me some help."
1: I guess that, I guess I felt like it was time to go to the hospital. Yeah, and then he called me. He called me in the room and said, said, I think it's time. Should we call?" I said, "Yes," and I called nine one one.
0: The paramedics came in about five minutes and treated Aaron for the overdose. Aaron was shot on December nineteenth, two thousand twelve. Nobody ever figured out who did it or why. He was a good student, didn't have any beefs with anybody. He was about to start on the Booker T. Washington football team, and his family thought he might actually get a football scholarship. Instead, Aaron became one of the more than 850 kids with gunshot wounds rushed to the Ryder Trauma Center at Jackson Memorial Hospital over the last decade. Aaron is one of the almost 90% who survived.
1: The next day when I woke up, the doctor, the doctor came to me with my x-rays, and they said, most likely you'll be in Xhah forever. Your chances of walking are very slim. Well, he, he didn't really say they were slim. He said they, they, they was non-existent. So, yeah, at that point, I was just like, well, why I had to get shot, you know?
0: Aaron spent five weeks recovering at Jackson. There was a parade of friends, teachers, reporters. Miami-Dade School Superintendent Alberto Carvalho came to see him. While he was hospitalized, Aaron had a mental health therapist that he really liked, but that stopped when he left. By the time he was discharged, Aaron was itching to get out of there.
1: I wanted, actually wanted to see how, how I would fit like, in the real world, like with a wheelchair.
0: Fitting back into the world involved a lot of changes.
1: First, it was like I got to get used to looking up at people, because I've always been the tall guy in the crowd. And like, even now, I'm six, too. But even like short people, I say I look up to them with everybody. I had to get used to using my arms to get around instead of my feet. And uh, I figured out that my arms are not like my feet. They get tired really quick. <laughs> Another thing I had to get used to, like, like when I do end up pooping in public, I, like, I had to learn how to keep my cool.
0: When Aaron became paralyzed, he lost control of his bowels. And when that would happen at school, he would go down to the office and call his mom to come help clean him up.
1: While I'm sitting there, everybody else smelling the poop and all that. So I'm like, well, this is pretty weird. It's pretty awkward right here, smelling all this poop.
0: Aaron could have had a classroom aid, but he felt more comfortable with his mom helping him. Still, Aaron kept up his grades, pushed himself in physical therapy, dated.
1: It hasn't really stopped in my dating life. I was surprised by that. Girls still, like, still be wanting to talk to me in the chair. So I'm like,
2: all right. She helps up with the the prettiest model walking in this house. I told him if his mama ever dies, I'm gonna take his leftovers.
0: <laughs> there are periods where Aaron goes to what he calls his dark place.
1: My dark place is like, I, I stopped doing everything. Sometimes I even stop taking showers, I stopped eating, I stopped leaving the room,
2: period.
0: His dad remembers the first time it happened.
2: He started really drifting away. His pelvic bones started protruding out like a poor horse that you see standing out in the stable that hasn't eaten for months.
0: That's when Aaron's dad called the psychology department in Jackson. Aaron got back in therapy and started managing the depression with medication, but it still gets really bad around the anniversaries of his shooting. That was the trigger for his suicide attempt in November. A little before that, he'd been feeling better, so he went off his medication. He's back on it now. Through all of this, Aaron managed to graduate high school on time. Along the way, he got the attention of the researchers at the Miami Project to cure paralysis. They've been working with him to develop the robotic legs. And he got to wear those legs at his graduation at the Arch Center this spring. About so walk on
1: I just started to walk out. I started hearing like people clapping and stuff like that. Then after a while, they started screaming my name. And everybody said, Aaron, Aaron.
0: <laughs> reporters surrounded him. They asked how excited he was, how proud he was.
1: So I feel like I really accomplished something great because I could have I I just gave up a long time
0: ago. And in that moment, nobody asked him what he meant about giving up. Again, Aaron's mom, Catherine.
1: They only see the outside, but they don't know the inside. The inside, we hurting, we hurting. That's not what they want to hear. But what about when he's at home, when no camera is around?
0: Aaron just started at Florida International University on a full scholarship this semester. He was supposed to start this past fall, but before he could live on campus, he needed surgery to help control his bowels.
1: I'm really looking forward to being on campus on my own, basically.
0: And what are you most nervous about?
1: The same thing, being on campus all along.
0: This is WLRN News. I'm Sammy Mack.